Because we are different. We are not better than non-believers. We are different to non-believers. Because we got the Moengwele Pagat. Inside us lives the Spirit of God. So we should be different. And for these people, it seems that everything they do works. They have vision and destiny. And purpose in their lives. It doesn't mean that they don't have hardships. The Bible warns us we'll have hardship in this life. I'm a very privileged man. I've lived a very privileged life. And I'm very aware of that. And so I want to be humble in communicating with wherever God calls me. But I've also had some hardships. And you could say, what, what hardships have you had in Mulungu? I've had. <laughs> is he interpreting properly? Is he... <laughs> Is he the guy that somebody, you were telling me there's, there's a guy that he gets excited and he says more than I'm saying? That's not you, eh? Pasop, eh? Pasop. You don't know if I know Sutu, eh? Maybe I know, better, maybe I know Sutu better than Zulu. The poor Gawena. So, let me, I'm losing my way here. <laughs> So, I've had some hardships as well. Maybe when it comes to provision and stuff, I haven't had hardships. But we lost our third child. A little girl by the name of Hannah. She lived for eight weeks and then she died. That's a hardship. So sometimes when you look at people and they look like they're more privileged. Don't think that they haven't also had hardships. So maybe extend a bit of grace to them. And so I come to you as a broken man. A privileged man in many contexts. But a man that's also had many hardships. And so I come in humility. I don't come to teach and not learn. Over the world. In many cultures. Many nationalities. Different tribes. We learn so much. We are so wealthy. As, as my wife said, you have to experience the way you worship God. And don't ever make apology. Celebrate. I've also just come back from Australia. And it's a wonderful place. But there's nothing like Africa. I'm an African. You say you don't look like an African. I was born here. This is my land. But Julius Malema. Why are you laughing? You don't know what I'm going to say. He says, 
You have visited here. Behave yourself. I agree with him. I have a visitor here. My ancestors come from Peshea. But Juju, listen to me. I was born here, my brother. I'll behave like a visitor. But this is my country. And if he becomes a president, I will respect him. Because I've got somebody who is higher than him. Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. Amen. You see, you didn't know there's another. This is a different kind of mlungu. Eh? You've, never, you've never met a mlungu like me. <laughs> There's many of us. We are called yeah. So I, I was saying I was I've been in Australia. And somebody said, Do you want to live there? I don't want to live there. God has called me to Africa. And I think I'm gonna die in Africa. Preaching the gospel. Lifting up his name. I've seen many come to Christ. I don't want to leave. I love the people there. Black and white and Indian and colored and Chinese. We all God's children. Amen. Amen. We're gonna, we all serve the same Father. So I'm your booty. Because you got the same Father as me. He's in Zolweni. Is that right? Did I say that right? <laughs> I'm trying to get my Zulu. Sorry, I'll shoot you and Twana will come later. And Pedi and Venda. But Zulu, I need to get right. So, I want to talk about a woman in the Bible. We're going to read a scripture from the Gospel of Mark. And we don't know this lady's name. She's a powerful woman. Jesus touched her. She touched Jesus. And power came out of her. I think it's a lady like this. You touch the woman, you touch the rock. She's a powerful woman. So maybe you could read from the Gospel of Matthew and uh, Mark. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verse 24 to 34. Yaba Jesu uyaliena alatelwa kilitswilileleng le pinyaneng ho yena. Hone ho ina le mosadi ya qetileng di le motsele shumele metso emedi le hatlelong la hae le sa gaotse. Ya neng a sutlilwe ha hulu ke dingaka a sentse a sentse tsohle tseo anang le aneng ana le tsona empa a sa fumane thuso bohloko bontse botuta verse 27. Hone a utlwiletsa Jesu yaba Utla kamura hai haralitsuili me a amasia parosa hai une ari lehanka amadia parosa hai fe la kitla fola twenty nine hang hang le hatlerola hai la haoza me ayukutla horbu shukuba haibu fodili vestati yar hajeso ashokomela horimatla atsuile huena areteleha hulitsuile ari kimang ya amilengia parosa kana barutu abahai baru huena u wa bona hore le tshwile le pengane ho di mahao empa hore ke mang ya nkamileng verse 32 a thalatsa ka mahlo ha 
hubona ya entsweng jwalo empa mosadi ka hutsiba se etsaitseng ho yena atla ka tshabo le ka thuthumelo a itihela ka pela ka pelo ho yena mme a molela nnete yohle ya ba uri ho yena moradi thumelo ya hao e u fodisitse tsamaya ka khotso bohloko ba hao bofole amen that's the word of the lord let me recap quickly so here we see we have this lady, this eh, woman. Eh, a powerful woman. Who had tremendous faith. Eh, she had been bleeding for 12 years. Can you imagine how much she suffered? She has seen many doctors and spent all her money. And she heard about Jesus. This wonderful savior that we all worship. And she went to where he was. And she said, if I just touch his cloak, I will be healed. And she went and touched Jesus by the cloak. And immediately the bleeding stopped. The doctors couldn't help her. She spent all her money. But when she touched Jesus, something changed. You know, Jesus, I touched Jesus and Jesus touched me when I was 22 years old. Before that, I was a scabanger. I used to chonche everything. I used to take in tango every day. I was a bad man. I went to jail twice. I got two criminal records. I'm not proud of this. But I didn't know Jesus, so don't judge me. I didn't grow up in a, in a Christian home. So I was wayward. That's why I love the people from Hooters. Because I'm, God sent me to help save them. And many years ago, I tried to get to Australia. Because I had two criminal records, I said I can't come. So do you know who my favorite president is? Of this country, my favorite president. President Jacob Zuma. Let me tell you why. He might not be your favorite, he's my favorite. I went to see him. Not in person. I went to his office. And I said I had a previous criminal record. And I want to get a presidential pardon from you. He wrote me a letter. And he stamped the letter. He said, I've been pardoned. I no longer have a criminal record. So I appreciate President Jacob Zuma. But you know what? Even better than that. There's a courtroom in heaven. And in that, in that courtroom, there's a judge. And in his eyes, we are all guilty. So you can look at me and you can judge me for my criminal record. But you and I are just, we are all guilty before God. But because of Jesus, because we put our faith in Jesus and we receive him as our Lord and Savior, we are free.
Thank you, Muruti. They said, Jesus, what do you mean who touched you? There were crowds around pressing Jesus. Lots of people. So there must have been many people touching Jesus. But there was a special touch. When she touched him, power came out of Jesus. There were many people touching him. He didn't ask them who touched me. There's a special way that you and I can touch Jesus. And transfers from him to you. Don't you want the power of Jesus? I want Jesus' power all over me. When I preach, I want the anointing. When I speak to people, I want the anointing. I want to be able to see things in the spirit. When I lay my hands upon the sick people, I want to see them healed. Not in my own ability. Not in my own strength. And there's too many Murutis. They think they are the son of God. I watched this Mlungu on TV the other day. And he's got a bucket of water. And he's throwing water on people. As if it's holy water. So I, I didn't bring my water today. Maybe next time I'll bring my holy water. There's no power in the water. The power is from the Mwengwele. Not from a man. From the power of God in a man. It works through a man. I want that power. Don't you want that moruti? We want that power. Not to make more money. Because they use it for money. Not to be the big shot. But to praise his name. To lift him up. And the problem is when God starts to use people. They think it's all about them. And it's not. It's about Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so she felt uh, she was terrified this woman. And she said to Jesus, It was me, it was me. And Jesus said, Your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. You see, when we read the Gospels, we see that wherever Jesus went, they begged him if they could just touch his cloak. Jesus had power. Wherever he went, they begged Jesus. Please, can we touch you? They brought the sick. They brought the demon possessed. They were bringing their babies. They were asking Jesus just to touch them. We, we still believe in the touch of Jesus. We've seen, we've seen people healed. We've seen 
people delivered, delivered from demons. We over people because of the Spirit of God in us. Jesus still wants to touch people. We have a, a certain faith in the area of praying for ladies that can't have babies. There's around about 20 people in our church that couldn't have babies for many years. One of them is an elder, Ronnie. His wife, Nadia, they were married for 12 years and couldn't have babies. And Susanna and I touched her and prayed and she has a young son now who's 18 years old in our church. Many, many, many. We don't, it's not our power. It's not our gifting. We just have confidence and faith in that area. And at the end of the sermon, if you can't have children, we've seen all over the world ladies that we prayed for fall pregnant. If you are here this morning and you haven't been able to have a child, please let us pray for you. Can you imagine if the people in this church know that you haven't been able to have a child? And we pray for you. In the next 9 to 12 months, you have a child. What's that going to do for our faith? We're going to rejoice. Amen. So wherever he went, Jesus touched people. So I want to share this morning some keys from this lady's life. She had faith. But she activated her faith. She had active faith. It's no good for us to keep our faith within our hearts. And not exercise it. And not activate it. Remember when Jesus was walking on the water? Peter said, call me and I'll come to you. But Peter had to get out of the boat. He couldn't sit in the boat and say, Jesus, I want to walk on water towards you. Jesus wasn't going to pick him up out of the boat. He had to step out of the boat. He had to walk on the water. And the Bible says he started to walk. As he had his eyes on Jesus, he was safe. But as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus, he looked at the storm, he looked at the waves, he started to sink. So if you're going through some stormy season in your life, like we went for, 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 for uh, nine months with this baby in Susanna's womb who was sick, it was a stormy period for us. The doctor said we must abort the baby. And said we're trusting the Lord. And she was born. And she lived for two, two months. And she died in Susanna's arms. And she's in heaven now. And I can't wait to get to heaven one day. I'm going to look for Hannah. And guess what I'm going to say to her? Who's your daddy? 
Who's your daddy? She's going to say, you my, you my daddy. And I'm going to embrace her. But that period was very stormy. And when we kept our eyes on Jesus, we were safe. We had hope in our hearts. As soon as we took our eyes off and looked at the situation, our hearts began to sink. And this is what I want to encourage you. Activate your faith. Like Peter got out of the boat and walked on water. So this woman who was sick for 12 years. She heard that Jesus was coming to town. And she went to where Jesus was. She didn't stay at home. And said Jesus come here. She didn't stay at home waiting for Jesus to come past. She went to where Jesus was. How many people are lazy? They want healing. They want provision. They want a wife. They want a husband. But they sit at home doing nothing. You have to activate your faith. We've got lots of young men in the church. They're looking for a wife. We've got lots of young ladies in the church. But they never talk to the ladies. You must talk to the ladies. You need to tell your name. But you only talk. Don't get too close. Because Muruti is watching. They had to activate. This lady went to where Jesus was. It wasn't comfortable for her. She must have been in pain. It wasn't convenient for her. She had to press through the crowd. But when she heard that Jesus was in town, she went looking for Jesus. If you need provision, you need a job. You need a baby. You need healing. You need a husband. You need a wife. You need to activate something. You need to trust Jesus. You need to go knock on some doors. Don't wait for people to come to you. Activate your faith. Amen. Secondly, we see she had an aggressive faith. Now, aggression is not sinful. Anger is not sinful. The Bible says we mustn't sin in our anger. Now, I am very hard on the men in our church. Because we've got a problem in this nation. Where men abuse and hurt women and children. And I say in our church, if you are that man, you must go. You are not welcome here. Unless you change. In my church, I say that. If you hurt, and abuse women and children. And you don't want to change. You know what I want to say? I want to always say what they say to a dog. Am I allowed to say that? No. Am I allowed to say that? Fusek! Fusek Puma! That's what I want to say. 
So if if you see another man abusing a woman how abona munna emonga hlokofatsa masadi we don't fight with flesh and blood eh ha re no ha re lwane le madi le nama we fight the tagati eh re ba re re lwantsa bolo we fight against demons eh re lwantsa matimona dog forces eh le le me ena le fifi so if we see a man abusing some a child ha re bona munna hlokofatsa le siya we say stop it re re we ena emisa we use our aggression eh re sebedisa matlao in the spirit ladies <laughs> Abafazi Okay, I'm getting it there. <laughs> She was a powerful woman. Those women that said no more. In the 1950s. When they were beaten. And stoned. They said, touch, touch a woman. You touch a woman. You touch a rock. That's what we want. Amen. Strong men and women. Pushing through. To what God has for them. Amen. Amen. Number three. She had expectant faith. She expected that if she touches Jesus. She didn't go there with doubt. She said if I just touch his cloak. I will be healed. And Jesus said your faith my daughter has made you well. She was expectant. She expected something to happen. When we pray to Jesus, we pray to the living God. We mustn't doubt that he will move on our behalf. We must trust him. Amen. Amen. And this is so interesting again, I want to reiterate. Jesus said who touched me. And if I make my way around you this morning if I get to introduce myself. And I'm not saying I'm a prophet. 
But very often I can sense who has been touched by Jesus. There's an expectancy in people like that. You can sense the faith. You can sense the presence of God. And all of us can possess that. All of us can have that touch. Do you want Jesus to touch you this morning? All of us. All of us. And then when we leave this place, we will never be the same again. In our families, in our workplaces, people will say there's something different about you. You can tell them it's Jesus. He touched my life. Now, up until the age of 22, I was a skabenga. But from 22 years to now, I'm gogele manji. I've got seven grandchildren. Seven. All a seven. <laughs> but I'm trusting for ten. You see this young man here? He's a young man. is a beginning. How many? He's only got two. One is coming. Soon he'll have three. Oh, he's got four. Four. He's got, he's got two in the womb. So he'll have four. The, next year he'll have four. Still the beginning. I've got seven. I'm expectant. I'm trusting the Lord. Because I'm a wealthy man. My wealth is in people. My wealth is in people, not money. It's nice to have money. But if that's all you have, you It's nice to have money and children and grandchildren and family and life and church. Amen. So he, Jesus, this lady touched Jesus. She was expectant. Her thinking was positive. She got rid of all doubt. She was a, had much potential to have no doubt because she spent all her money and seen many doctors, so she must have had a lot of doubt. But in this particular time, she got rid of the doubt and her unbelief. And she said, if I just touch Jesus. So sometimes we need to speak our faith. You need to confess what you desire. You need to pray and say, this is what I, I, I'm expecting from you, Lord. Don't just keep it in your heart. Or in your mind. confess it. This is what I'm trusting for, Lord. A job. A child, a marriage, a healing. Tell somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. So this woman touched Jesus. But in fact, what happened is Jesus touched her. And immediately, the bleeding stopped. Jesus in those days should not have touched her. 
Because she was unclean. And the Pharisees thought it would make her him unclean if she, she touched him. But you know what happens when Jesus touches you and me? He doesn't become unclean. He takes our uncleanliness away. And he, and he makes us clean. So I, in the, in, the, in the court of heaven, I am pure. All my sin, Jesus has removed. All my guilt, all my guilt he's removed from me. All my shame he's removed, removed from me. Now this wife of mine, she grew up in a Christian home. I think she came out of the womb. Praising the Lord. She's the purest woman I know. She's the most beautiful woman I know. I love her with my whole life. I don't think she's done anything wrong. She had to marry a skabenga. Aren't you sorry for her? Are you? No, good. Because I'm a wonderful husband. <laughs> and when I stand before God, with her, we are both innocent. Because of what Jesus has done. Not because of what she has not done. Not because of what I have done. But what, because of what Jesus has done. It takes our sin and our shame and our iniquity and he removes it from us. Isn't that a beautiful picture of the salvation and grace of God? But let me bring this to a close. You know, Mlungus, they can't, pray, they can't preach for too long. You know, I know you want a two-hour sermon, but please. Today, there are many people around Jesus. Many people sitting in churches. Many people going to conferences. Many people preaching about Jesus. But how many of them are touching Jesus in a way that power comes out of him? There's a crowd around Jesus. But this woman was a radical woman. Let's follow her example. In order for Jesus to touch us, we have to position ourselves. Let me share a wonderful Bible story with you. There was this paralytic man, this crippled man. He had four friends. And these friends wanted Jesus to touch him and heal him. So they put this man on a stretcher. And they carried him. They carried him. And they went on top of the roof. And they opened the tiles. Because there was lots of people in the room. The house was full. And they lowered this man in the stretcher. And Jesus looked at the, these four men. 
And he said, your faith has healed this crippled man. And he touched him and told him to get up and walk. And he wait outside. It must have been very difficult to get through the roof. Can you imagine if it was your house? What are you doing in my house? Get off! There must have been confusion. There must have been anger. But they were desperate to see their friend be healed. There was another man, a blind beggar. He wanted Jesus to touch him. And he said it, he started shout, Jesus! And everyone around him, tell him, see no Keep quiet. He shouted louder, Jesus! He positioned himself. He wanted Jesus to hear him. Jesus healed him. There was another man. His name was Zacchaeus. He couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd. He embarrassed himself and climbed a tree. And Jesus saw him. And there was this lady as we close. He was sick. And in pain. Spent all her money. See many doctors. She said, if I just touch his cloak, she touched him. And power came out of Jesus. In such a way that he noticed. And he said, who touched me? This lady said, it was me, Jesus. He said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Amen. Amen. It's been wonderful to be with you here this morning. I don't know how we proceed forward, but I would love to pray with some of you. If there's anyone here this morning who hasn't been able to have a child, and you want Jesus to touch you, we will lay our hands upon you. Maybe you could come up to the front. Is there anyone here this morning? Or if you're sick, we believe in the doctrine of laying on of hands. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them. Casting out demons. Is there anyone that's sick here this morning that you need healing? Anyone? Do you want to come to the front and let us pray for you? Is there anyone here this morning while we wait? Is there anyone here this morning that ha- you haven't put your faith in Jesus Christ? You haven't been born again. Please lift your hand up. If you want me to pray for you. Are we all Christians here this morning? That's wonderful.